Holy Father in heaven, blessed be thy holy name, O Lord, for your faithfulness towards us is great. We are grateful and thankful that you have seen it fit that we should be among the living today. We thank you for protection and guidance and for the goodness and mercy you bestow upon us in giving us food and shelter and clothing and the security we enjoy. We thank you for healing us of our diseases. We are on our way to Canaan's land and we pray, Father, that you would, dis- you would supply to us that manna from above that will give us the sustenance for today's journey. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us from your word. Lord, put your words in my mouth that it may be a blessing to all who will hear, that it may be food that will nourish the souls of all who listen. Open our minds, dear Lord, and grant us of your spirit that we may rightly divide the word of truth and bring us to an understanding and a settling into the truth, both intellectually and spiritually, so that we will not be moved. Do this and take the glory. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, April 20 This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 if men will walk in the path that God has marked out for them, they will have a counselor whose wisdom is far above any human wisdom. Joshua was a wise general because God was his guide. The first sword that Joshua used was the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. It was because the strongest influences were to be brought to bear against his principles of righteousness that the Lord in mercy charged him not to turn to the right hand or to the left. He was to follow a course of strictest integrity. If there had been no peril before Joshua, God would not over and over again have charged him to be of good courage. But amid all his cares, Joshua had his God to guide him. There is no greater deception than for man to suppose that in any difficulty he can find a better guide than God, a wiser counselor in any emergency, a stronger defense under any circumstance. The Lord has a great work to be done in our world. To every man he has given his work for man to do. But man is not to make man his guide, lest he be led astray. This is always unsafe. While Bible religion embodies the principles of activity in service, at the same time, there is the necessity of asking for wisdom daily from the source of all wisdom. What was Joshua's victory? Thou shalt meditate upon the word of God day and night. The word of the Lord came to Joshua just before he passed over Jordan. This was the secret of Joshua's victory. He made God his guide. Those holding the positions of counselors should be unselfish men, men of faith, men of prayer, men that will not dare to rely upon their own human wisdom, but will seek earnestly 
for light and intelligence as to what is the best manner of conducting their business. Joshua, the commander of Israel, searched the books diligently in which Moses had faithfully chronicled the directions given by God, his requirements, his reproofs and restrictions, lest he should move unadvisedly. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is The Only Way to Win. The only way we can see to have success or to prosper. That's the title of our devotion for today. The question of how to have success and prosper or how to win is a topic of greatest interest to many billions of people in the world. The videos most monetized on YouTube are videos that talk about how to succeed, albeit financially. People use terms like how to make it in life. Everyone answers this question of how to make it in life depending on their definition of what it means to make it anyway. The general definition of what it means to make it in life for the majority of the billions that populate the earth is actually financially motivated. How to make it, they mean how to have money actually, that's what they mean by making it. Many books are written today by the men of the world on how to be prosperous and have success. Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki and uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill are the most popular I know of. You still have others like Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, The Simple Path to Wealth, The Millionaire Fast Lane and many such like books are written based on how to answer this question, what it means to be successful in life. And it's not just the world that is doing it. The churches of today haven't accepted this definition of success which is basically about amassing a huge chunk of money in the bank and having landed properties and a lot of material stuff have joined the bandwagon and also have their own books. Pastors, Balaams write a lot of books on this same definition of success and therefore they tell you how to be successful. There are many Judases and Balaams today catering to a crowd that believes that prosperity or making it in life is totally a matter of finance and material things. They also have lots of services and books written for this purpose, yet the world is getting poorer and poorer, at least based on their definition of success, it's still not working. So what is success actually? What is prosperity? Ask Balaam and he will tell you that it is all about the power and position and he will recommend for you books like the ones I earlier stated. Ask Judas and he will not say anything different. They both will tell you that you can even betray your friend. You can curse the innocent, lay a stumbling block for the unwary in order to get success. But the Lord will have us understand the true definition of success and how to get it. That's what our devotion is about today. The only way to win. In Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23 and 24, we are told God's definition. Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but rather let him that glory it glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, saith the Lord. So in God's definition, success is not about money, it's not about 
getting academic qualifications and succeeding so-called in the schools of the world, that is the wisdom. It is not about getting positions of high authority and power, that's the mighty man now. That's not success. But God narrows down success to just one thing, that you understand and know him. While the Judases and Balaams of the world think that success and prosperity is determined by gain, that godliness is gain and money and the amount of things they possess, Joshua was told the true source and secret of success. We have already seen how that the Lord told Moses that he wasn't going to enter Canaan, but Moses brought them to the brink. They had conquered about five nations. Moses was alive when that happened, the five kings of, of Midian. You had uh, Arad and you had Og of Bashan and you had also uh, the one who took Heshbon. They had conquered these nations and Moses had to leave. He died and he handed over to Joshua. Moses had died and when he handed over to over the reins of power to Moses had died. Moses died and handed over the reins of power to Joshua. For the past 40 years, Joshua had patiently been the minister and personal servant of Moses. Patiently had he studied the works of God and his dealings with men. Joshua nevertheless was not confident in himself. God saw the need to admonish Joshua on his only safety in the position which he held as a new leader of Israel. Reading from Patriarchs and Prophets, page 481, paragraph 4, it says, Joshua was now the acknowledged leader of Israel. He had been known chiefly as a warrior, and his gifts and virtues were especially valuable at this stage in the history of his people. Courageous, resolute and persevering, prompt, incorruptible, unmindful of selfish interests in his care for those committed to his charge, and above all, inspired by living faith in God. Such was the character of the man divinely chosen to conduct the armies of Israel in their entrance upon the promised land. During the sojourn in the wilderness, he had acted as prime minister to Moses, and by his quiet, unpretending fidelity, his steadfastness when others wavered, his firmness to maintain the truth in the midst of danger, he had given evidence of his fitness to succeed Moses, even before he was called to the position by the voice of God. It was with great anxiety and self-distrust, that word is up again, self-distrust. No leader should go to do any work without self-distrust. It was with great anxiety and self-distrust that Joshua had looked forward to the work before him, but his fears were removed by the assurance of God. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. To the heights of Lebanon, in the far distance, to the shores of the great sea, and away to the banks of the Euphrates, in the east, all was to be theirs. To this promise was added the injunction, so here's how to get success now. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded. The Lord's direction was, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, for then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. End of quote. Why will God say that it is the book of the law that will ensure success? What of the book, Rich Man, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and all the other books I mentioned, what of those books, will they not ensure success? 
Is it because success is all about securing eternal life? For what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You see, when people play video games, which is just a fantasy, there is something about them that makes them so appealing, that's these video games. It is that extra life. You know, when people play video games, they have more than one life. The fact that you can have points marked out where even if you die, you can use your extra life and come back to that particular point and continue from where you left off. Without extra life, the whole game comes to a sad end. All your landmarks, all your achievements, all advancements and accomplishments all come to nothing. It is all lost. This is what makes games, the video games, appealing and interesting. Imagine a game, I don't know if you've seen any game like this, where there is no extra life. Once you die, that is it. No extra life to continue from where you stopped. Not even a way to restart the game from the beginning. You cannot play again. You are barred from the game completely. Well, there's a game I am playing. There's one I'm playing right now that is like that. And as far as you are hearing me speak right now, you are also a character playing this game with me. It is called the game of life. Once you are done, once we are done, that is it. But we all have one extra life, just one, where we will all come back to continue from. We are all assured that we will resurrect everyone if we die. But only those who are worthy will receive a different kind of extra life. One where you come back immortal and incorruptible, unable to die. You will have eternal life and no game can even give you eternal life. This having of eternal life, that is success. This is prosperity, having eternal life. Anything short of that is a failure. The same way Joshua was told to have success is the same way we are to have success. How was he told? Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate during day and night, that thou mayest observe, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Like we read in the devotion, there is no greater deception than for men to suppose that in any difficulty he can find a better guide than God, a wiser counselor in any emergency, a stronger defense under any circumstance. That's Conflict and Courage, page 116, paragraph 4. Also, we are told, while Bible religion embodies the principles of activity in service, at the same time, there is necessity of asking for wisdom daily from the source of all wisdom. What was Joshua's victory? Thou shalt meditate upon the word of God day and night. The word of the Lord came to Joshua just before he passed over Jordan. This was the secret of Joshua's victory. He made God his guide. End of quote. There are some who teach that the law, this law that God is saying, is what will ensure good success. There are people, even in the churches today, especially those who are the Balaams, they are the ones who are saying that the law has been abolished. But there is no greater deception than this notion that the law has been abolished. What did Jesus say in Matthew 5, 17 and 18? Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. What is a jot and a tittle? And when did Jesus say 
that nothing will pass till heaven and earth pass when do we know that heaven and earth is going to pass away we are told that when jesus will come the second time the heavens will roll as a scroll and this earth will be destroyed they will pass away but even when that happens jesus said that even when the heavens and earth pass away not one jot not one tittle of this law will pass away in other words the law will still remain valid after the coming of jesus it is eternal when the heavens and the earth pass away, the law will still remain. It wouldn't even be diminished in the least. This law is what we are told. God specifically told Joshua. He didn't tell him that you are going to have good success just by kneeling down to pray. He didn't tell him that you are going to have good success just by knowing what the law says, but rather observing, meditating on it day and night. There's a difference between I just know the law and I'm observing it. This law we are talking about, it is now being maligned, attacked by the so-called Christians who are supposed to be upholding it. Jesus said he didn't come to destroy the law and as we have defined success to mean to have eternal life, then how do you have eternal life? Matthew 19 verse 16 and 17 And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. You see, when we talk about keeping the commandments, many people want to think, Oh, this is salvation by works. But I'm not the one who is speaking here. This is Jesus. Both passages I have quoted is Jesus himself. The three passages I will say, not, not even two. It was God who told Joshua, this is how you will have good success. Meditate on the law day and night and observe it. It was Jesus who said, not one jot or tittle of the law will pass away. It was Jesus who said, if you will have eternal life, keep the commandments. Revelation 22 verse 14, Jesus again speaking says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city. How important is this book of the law? So important that if you don't follow it, there is no eternal life and you cannot have good success. Let me talk about that success again. Jesus asked the, question, asked the question, What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose your soul? It's just like I was saying concerning the video games. What will it profit you if after you've amassed so much and had so many landmarks only for you to die in the middle of the game? And when there's no way to start from the beginning, you know how it hurts. I'm not, I'm not advocating the playing of the games, but just using that as an example so that you can understand what it means. You've gone so far. You've achieved so much only for you to just meet an unfortunate event and then you die. You cannot come back again to continue from where you stopped. Or even if you come back, what is the aim of everything when you start again from the beginning? But in this case, we do not have life. And the wise person should understand that success in this life is all about securing eternal life. It is not about your bank account, neither is it about how much material things you have, whether it's in clothes, whether it's in your phone or your watch or your car or your house. None of those things is what shows who is successful. It is actually foolishness for one to achieve these things and get so much and then be feeling so good about himself like they've achieved something. What have you achieved? Just as the poor man is, you are still going to die. 
and you are not going to buy, die any better than the poor man. The worms that are going to eat your body are not going to be ex- exotic worms. It is the same worms that will eat down everybody's body and corrupt the body down to the bones. Everyone, whether it is poor or rich, we are going to end up the same. But God has made to an opportunity for us to have life before the death of Moses under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit God spoke through him and he made us understand how to have life and how important the law of God is to this life Deuteronomy 32 reading from verse 45 says and Moses made an end of speaking all these words to Israel and he said unto them set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day which you shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law for it is not a vain thing for you because it is your life and through this thing you shall prolong your days in the land whither you go over Jordan to possess it through this thing which thing through the observing of everything that we have been commanded Deuteronomy 30 11 from verse 11 Moses said again for this commandment which I command thee this day it is not hidden from thee neither is it far off it is not in heaven that thou shouldest say who, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it but the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it see i have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil in that i command thee this day to love the lord thy god to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and judgments that thou mayest live and multiply and the lord thy god shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it but if thine heart turn away so that thou will not hear but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve him i denounce unto you this day that you shall surely perish and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land whither thou passest over Jordan to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. These were the words of Moses and it is still the word of God to us today. Choose life. How do we choose life? Many want to say it's just by saying, I believe in Jesus and that's all. That's not true. Your belief in Jesus is only true when we see it expressed in the love that Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 15, where he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That is the only way we know that you love Jesus and that you indeed believe in him because whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life and there is no one who has christ in him that will go against the law it is not possible because he came to save us from our sins which is the transgression of the law how does the law help us presently in this our world how does the how does the law help us in it on a daily basis look at conflict resolution for for example we have wars around us but what do we what did we what do we learn from the word of god it tells us that we are not to kill apart from that even if there's a conflict jesus himself said that if one is smitten on the cheek on the right cheek he should turn the other he even told us that when you want to go for a battle, that you should count the cost whether you are able, that you should make peace with your adversary rather than go to, go to war and then your people just keep dying. Make peace with the adversary, make some concessions 
and preserve life. How about in the aspect of productivity? The Bible encourages diligence in business and also trusting in God. Six days shall thou labor, that is diligence and do all your work. Seventh day is the Sabbath, you rest, that is trusting in God. Those two things combined. Believing in God and working at the same time, the Lord will make you productive. See as thou man diligent in his business, he shall not stand before mean men, but he will stand before kings. And the law in and of itself shows us how we can live a life that is indeed peaceful and loving. When we are told, don't kill, don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't covet, don't bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, if the world would observe these laws, how much peace we will have. We won't need all this European Union and African Union and all the unions in the world and all the, all the bodies that is organized to bring about peace. Why are they having problems? Is it not because they are not following the law of God? Why is it that there is no success? It is because they are not following the law. When we are told, don't kill, don't steal, don't commit adultery, and also the judgments of God, when maybe somebody goes against the law and the Lord has told us what to do about it, when you don't do what you are supposed to do, the, the, the evil will continue in the world. We cannot have any success apart from God's law. As Joshua was pointed to the law, we also today are pointed to the law. Just before we enter Canaan, just before we cross Jordan, we are to meditate on this law. But as we know, the crossing of Jordan, after crossing Jordan, the next thing is that the children of Israel are entering Canaan. Oh, now they are on the borders of Canaan. And also the same thing is going to happen for us. Just before we enter into the heavenly Canaan, there is going to be a controversy concerning the law. And that is why today the Lord is pointing us just like he pointed Joshua to it. Before the crossing of the Jordan, before entering into all those battles, you need to meditate on the law of God because that is how you will have success. Revelation 14 from verse 9 to 12 tells us clearly that there is going to be a division and polarization in the world and it is going to be over the laws of men and the law of God. And those who are the Joshua's of today will hear the Lord speaking to them, saying, This book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth. You shall meditate upon it day and night and observe it that thou mayest prosper and that thou mayest have good success. We are told in Revelation 14 verse 9 to 12, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead on his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever, and they have no rest, day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth his mark in his hand. Then verse 12 tells us, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those that keep the commandments of God, and have the faith of Jesus. This is pointing us to a people who in the time of this crisis, where the mark of the beast is being urged on people, just before the second coming of Jesus, there's going to be a people who will be meditating on the commandments of God. There's going to be a people who would keep the commandments of God. That's why it says here is the patience of the saints. Here are those that keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. The Joshua's of today, before crossing Jordan and entering into Canaan, the Lord is speaking to you saying, this is how you will have success. Do not follow the world into thinking that by neglecting the law of God, then you will have success. 
the mark of God is going to be placed on those who keep his commandments. Isaiah 8 verse 16 tells us, bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples. Revelation 7 reading from verse 1 to 3 tells us that there is a sealing work going on today. The Lord is sealing his people and once he is done, the four winds will be let loose. Just simply say, once he is done, Jesus will come. Now the Joshua's are receiving this message from God and they are hearing it. They are not the ones who are saying the law has been done away with. Just before crossing Jordan, just before entering Canaan, which symbolizes the time just before Christ will come, the Lord is pointing us to his law and telling us that this is how we will have good success by meditating on the law day and night and observing everything in it. There are those who want to observe some of the law and not all of it, but we are to meditate on all and observe all. There is no commandment keeping person that will fail to enter into Canaan. We are not talking about the how now. We are talking about what is necessary keeping up the commandments. When we talk of how, that is the faith now. But faith and works must go together. One will say, oh, are you talking about the commandments? Is this salvation by works? No, it is not salvation by works. Because there is no one who can keep the commandments without the faith of Jesus. Remember in 14, Revelation 14 verse 12, it talks about two characteristics. Here, here are they that keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. We cannot keep the commandments of God without faith. In the book of First John, chapter 5 reading from verse 3 we are told the connection between the two when we read first john 5 reading from verse 3 it says that hearing is love that we keep his commandments then also when we go to the book of first john chapter 5 reading from verse 4 we are told for whatsoever is born of god overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith so combining faith and works is what our victory is. Without faith, remember, it is impossible to please God. We must depend on God in order to observe the commandments. Or in and of our own selves, we cannot do it. And whatever work it is we are doing, it is by meditating on the law. God has called us to various works in life. Do not think that you can succeed in it without the law of God. Reading from Conflict and Courage, page 116, paragraph 5, we are told the Lord has a great work to be done in our world. To every man he has given his work for man to do, but man is not to make man his guide, lest he be led astray. This is always unsafe. Then we are told those holding the positions of counselors should be unselfish men, men of faith, men of prayer. Men that will not dare to rely upon their own wisdom, that is self-distrust, but will seek earnestly for light and intelligence as to what is the best manner of conducting their business. Joshua, the commander of Israel, searched the books diligently in which Moses was faithfully, had faithfully chronicled the direction given by God, his requirements, his reproofs and instructions, lest he should move unadvisedly. And we too have our work. Joshua was a general of armies. So what was the law going to help a general to do? How, what is the connection between a man who is a general of an army and the law of God? Is the law going to teach him how to fight? Is it the law that is going to tell him the strategy to use to overcome people? Oh yes, it is. Because in the law of God are contained principles of success. The principles that Joshua imbibed in his life, faithfulness, steadfastness, promptness, diligence, the law of God teaches those things. And in meditating on that law, he gives him subject matter for prayer. 
and he depends on God because he understands that it is not by power, it is not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Joshua knows that. So he's not trusting to his military skill. He's not trusting to his past experiences in war and that that will ensure him the victory. Joshua, a general of armies with many successes, was not depending on his strength. He was depending on God and therefore he was meditating on the law. We also in whatever business we find ourselves today, as we come to the brinks of Jordan about to enter Canaan, we are to make the law of God our meditation. Do not let anyone give you this whimsical notion that the law has been done away with. We have read it from the word of God. It all depends on what you are exercising your faith on. If you exercise your faith on God's word, which is me, which means to believe what the word says and act based on what you have read. We've seen passage up after passage that tells us the relevance of the law. Moses said, it is your life. Jesus said, if you will enter into life, keep the commandments. God himself spoke to Joshua telling him, clearly this is how you get success through the law david spoke so much concerning the law psalm 119 reading from verse 46 and 47 i will speak of thy testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed and i will delight myself in thy commandments which i have loved will you speak of the commandments of god before kings do you know that if you do that they will have better ways to rule the world why do you think the kingdoms like medicine persia and babylon actually had a long time of reigning it is when they were listening to daniel because daniel was prime minister and while he was there he was giving them advice but when a man who did not get daniel's advice came in belshazzar what happened to him the kingdom was lost daniel was governing based on the law of god speak of the testimonies before your boss before your colleagues speak of the testimonies before kings tell them to follow the law in doing anything and when you go to the businesses too how do people run their business the law of god will tell you how to run your business will tell you when to sleep and when to wake up and when to be more productive jesus said the man come the night comes when no man can work you walk while walk what you want to work while it is day we are more productive during the daytime sleep well that's what we are told and then we are also told in some other part oh don't give your eyes sleep when you see that you are owing somebody some money work hard to see how you can do that where how you can repay so there's a lot i can talk about how the law helps in still in psalms 119 reading this time from verse 66 we are told teach me good judgment and knowledge for i have believed thy commandments verse 72 the law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver verse 92 unless thy law had been my delights i should have perished in mine affliction verse 93 i will never forget thy precepts for with them thou hast quickened me verse 96 says i have seen an end of all perfection but thy commandment is exceeding broad we just saw how the commandment can keep us from scandals and from having scars in our lives look at things like adultery for example that scars people's lives and we talked about it some days ago how we can help ourselves where, where were we getting the advice from from the commandments of god from the law of god giving us advice on how to be social how to relate with people in such a way that will preserve our integrity many men have gone down the dust gone six feet under because of the way they handle themselves socially they have been brought down to a piece of bread indeed by the adulteress because they were not meditating on the law the men in the, that were brought down by the Midianitish women they were not meditating on the law of God that was why they were destroyed if we meditate on the law we will be preserved from such 
troubles the people who the fathers of these people now who are the israelites who are about to enter canaan why is it that they perished they built a golden calf for themselves to worship just 40 days after the law was spoken to them they were not meditating on the law of god and because they were not meditating on it they fell into idolatry and others fell into envy jealousy why they were not meditating on the law the law is exceeding broad it will cure the envy it will cure the jealousy and the other sins that we have in our lives not because of the letter of the law but the spirit of the law remember that jesus said in the book of john 6 verse 63 the words that i speak unto you they are spirit and they are life it depends on how you receive the word of god if you receive it as a word of men it will not do anything unto you but if you receive these commandments of god this law of god as the word of god in truth that word will be spirit and life unto you and it will quicken you and give you power power to do the things that you are supposed to do hebrews 4 verse 12 tells us for the word of god is quick and powerful than any two-edged sword there is power in this word in meditating upon it it gives power if you receive it not as the word of men but as the word of god psalm 119 reading verse 98 tells us the benefits it says thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than mine enemies for they are ever with me i have more understanding than all my teachers for thy testimonies are my meditation i understand more than the ancients because i keep thy precepts i have refrained my feet from every evil way that i might keep thy word i have not departed from thy judgments for thou hast taught me how sweet are thy words unto my taste yeah sweeter than honey to my mouth through thy precepts i get understanding therefore i hate every false way thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path i have sworn and i will perform it that i will keep thy righteous judgment verse 130 says the entrance of thy words giveth light it giveth understanding unto the simple verse 172 my tongue shall speak of thy word for all thy commandments are righteousness let thine hand help me for i have chosen thy precepts and i hope that these words will be our prayer also that we may understand that success is well dependent on our receiving and observing the law of god and make no mistake you cannot do it on your own we must depend on god and even though we know the activities we are supposed to perform every day, we must continually pray. We must continually pray and depend on God to help us to get directions from Him and on a daily basis. We are told, while the Bible religion embodies the principles of activity in service, at the same time, there is necessity of asking for wisdom daily from the source of all wisdom. May the Lord help us that as we seek wisdom, that we will get it, the wisdom that comes from the more, from meditating on the law of God. May we, in these last days, consider that as we come to the brinks of Jordan, about to enter Canaan, that we will be faithful, strong, standing firm, holding on to the law of God, that we may receive the seal of the living God. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, please Help us to properly understand what we've just talked about. That indeed, good success and prosperity is dependent on our meditating on your law and observing it. I pray, Father, that you will help us not to wrest these words out of its true meaning. Help us, Lord, to see the connection between faith and works. Help us, Lord, that we will overcome every sin in our lives, that through your law we shall get understanding, be wiser than our enemies, and also 
enter into that city and have right to the tree of life. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers. We ask for thy Holy Spirit, Lord. Grant us of your spirit that will help us to have the power to do your will. Thank you for hearing and answering. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen.